0: Welcome to the Cyber Rants Podcast, where we're all about sharing the forbidden secrets and slightly embellished truths about corporate cybersecurity programs. We're ranting, we're raving, and we're telling you the stuff that nobody talks about on their fancy website and trade show giveaways, all to protect you from cybersecurity criminals. And now, here's your hosts, Mike Rotondo, Zach Fuller, and Laura Chavez. Hello and welcome to the Cyber Rants podcast. This is your co-host, Zach Fuller, joined by Mike Rotondo and Laura Chavez. Today we have a, uh, what I think is a good topic. um, Something that comes up a lot is um, cloud migration, right? A lot of organizations moving to cloud and there are a lot of considerations that come with that and some myths we want to dispel as well. So before we do that, Mike, why don't you kick us
1: off with the news? Good morning and uh, welcome to the news. Uh, FBI, APT is actively exploiting Fortinet and VPN security holes. This has been going around for a while, but there's an advanced persistent threat nation state actor that, are, that is actively exploiting known security vulnerabilities in Fortinet and Fortinet for an OS cybersecurity operating system. So if you've got that, get it patched. Um, there's multiple CVEs attached to that. The evolution and rise of the Avedon ransomware as a service. There's a ransomware as a service that started back in February 2020 called Avedon. Um, it's continued to expand. <laughs> it's tied to the Russians. Uh, so, you know, be aware that they're actually providing, they're now service companies like doing doing ransomware. So life is good, right? A hacker set up fake security firm to target security experts. A North Korean government-backed campaign targeting cybersecurity research with malware has reemerged. With new st- new tactics in their arsenal as part of a fresh social engineering attack, they set up a fake security company called Secure Elite and a slew of social media accounts across Twitter and LinkedIn and attempted to trick unsuspecting researchers into visiting the company's booby-trapped website. That was nice. For them. Anomalous surge in DNS queries not Microsoft Cloud off the web last week. So you know, talk going back to talking about our Clouds this week, we had uh, basically surge in DNS queries from across the globe targeting a set of domains hosted on Azure. Knocked it offline. Which I'm sure was an inconvenience for just about everybody. Hackers targeting professionals with More Eggs malware via LinkedIn job offers. Uh, there's a new spear phishing campaign in targeting professionals on LinkedIn with weaponized job offers in an attempt to infect targets with sophisticated backdoor Trojans called More Eggs. To increase the odds of success, the phishing lures take advantage of Melissa's ZIP. Archive files that have information on the jobs. I can also, with an unconfirmed report, I had heard that LinkedIn had also been hacked recently, along with Facebook, uh, Facebook 533 million records, and LinkedIn as well. Uh, firmware attacks, a gray area in cybersecurity of, orga- of organizations. This is always something that is uh, quite often overlooked. According to Microsoft, they revealed that 80% of enterprises were victims of at least one firmware attack in the past two years. The study showed that only 29% of targeters were Targeted organizations have allocated budgets to protect firmware. So that's something to think about. Inside the ransomware campaigns targeting exchange servers, this is just more about the the whole thing that came out back in March, but they're using zero days. And in the weekend in March 30th, the number of attacks involving the exchange server flaws had tripled to more than 50,000 around the world. It's an interesting read. I definitely recommend you check it out. The trusted internet, who governs who gets to buy spyware from surveillance software companies? So this is kind of an interesting one. It's when hackers get hacked, that's when secrets get uncovered. July 5th of 2020, an Italian-based surveillance technology company, team, company uh, released 400 gigabytes of torrent file with internal documents, source code, and emails to the public, including the company's list of, client list of almost 60 customers, including countries such as Sudan, Kazakhstan, Saudi Arabia, Um The the leaked document strongly applied to the Southeast Asian region government agencies from Singapore, Thailand, and Malaysia had purchased their most advanced spyware referred to as remote control systems and were using these against targets. So it's an interesting dark web consideration of uh, how governments are actually doing this stuff. Security falls short in rapid COVID cloud migration. We're gonna talk about this in a little bit, but what we're seeing is that as as COVID hit, many companies tried to move their infrastructure of the cloud quickly And they saw incidents rise, security incidents rise, some of them as much as 400%. Um, So that's definitely a concern. And there's a new Office 365 phishing campaign using publicly hosted JavaScript out there. So be really careful with your email on Office 365. Don't click on anything you're not sure about. Tech support scammers lure victims with fake antivirus billing emails. This is more for your home users, but they're sending out fake bills, asking you to click on it and pay your balance. so don't click on that. Um, lastly, or one of the last ones, is I saw, this is kind of a concern. Armed conflict draws closer as state-backed cybersecurity attacks intensify. There's actually a study called Nation-State Cyber Conflict in the Web of Profit that was done by an English university. It claimed that 100% increase in significant state-based attacks between 2017 In 2020, and an average of an over 10 publicly attributed attacks per month in 2020 alone. Um, 50% featured surveillance tools. 14% were focused on damage or destruction. You might remember the Ukrainian power grid. uh, While more than 40% had a physical and digital component. So, cyber is moving into a very dark place. It's also claimed that 10 to 15% of dark web vendor sales now go to atypical purchasers like state-backed APTs. (laughs) This one's. I added this one simply because of our political uh, reason that we're in here. Reveal our evil ransomware now changes password to auto-login in safe mode. Guess what they change it to? D-Trump forever. Uh, The ransomware configures following uh, registry values so that Windows will automatically log in with the new account information. So there you go. That's the headlines, Laurel.
2: That was great. At least you always know that some of these uh, individuals have somewhat of a sense of humor at times. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, interesting stuff, Mike. Thanks for that. Um, for exploitation this week, there's a couple things I'll talk about. Um one of them is done by the Google security research team. Um, it's on the Linux kernel 5.4 and it exploits the Bluetooth zero-click remote code execution uh capability. It's there. It's what you'd expect from Google Research Team, Andy Nguyen and, and that team, they just wrote this and see it's elegant. Uh so they did a POC, and they have the data there. Uh, they estimate the accuracy um, or the success rate, rather, at about 80%. Jeez. Um, and so they, they were able to do this on a, on, on a Mac, uh, which is really cool. Um, so check that out. Um, uh, certainly something to be aware of for in-proximity attacks for more of your physical um, stuff like that, which is you know, pretty neat um, as well. Um, but but I think the interesting one is kind of just been you know by one of the um, independents that was that was shot out there was for the Rockstar service. Um, there's an insecure file permission on how Rockstar service installs if you're if you're using it for online play on your PC and stuff. And so um, for those of you who who are not Rockstar fans, um, you may have heard of Grand Theft Auto. So this is um, if you've got everybody who's playing GTA 5. And so. The the this is an authenticated vulnerability, so you have to already have an account on a local PC in order for this attack to work. It's a clever attack, um, no doubt about that, but um, it certainly punches um punches in the gut of a lot of uh, everybody's favorite game. (laughs) So I'm I'm a big fan of GTA Five. I used to play GTA. I used to play GTA One back in 1997, and. Play GTA London along with it. So if you've not heard of those, and you might not know what a Voodoo One by 3D Effects is, or what overclocking Pentium Two is like. But in any case, um, are those on cool. the? Wii? <laughs> what what was that? Are those on the Wii? On the Wii? No, <laughs> I I think that's more of like a maybe it was Nintendo DS or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My. My two, my two megabit on 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 board Voodoo One. It was it was the most amazing thing at the time. Anyways, um, GTA has come a long way. Um, yeah. Anyways, so th- this is a really cool exploit that, that brought out. I thought, uh, but that's pretty much it. Those two uh, for this week that are of interest. Everything else is in POC and on random items. So uh, always make sure you take a look at what your attack surface looks like
0: and then compare that to what you're seeing in the exploit world. Zach, turn it back over to you. All right. Well, thank you both. Um, Interesting stuff happening and uh, a little bit nerve wracking, but um, hey, that's the business we're in. So, Um, you know, there's going back to cloud migration, right? There are a tremendous amount of benefits to this. We see a lot of organizations moving to the cloud, but there are also downsides. And I think one of the myths that I want to dispel right off the bat is the myth that is catching a lot of companies off guard right? And this myth is the idea that if you move to the cloud, you're more secure or you're automatically secure, right? And the cloud, of course, is just somebody else's computer, right? So same security considerations apply. But what are your recommendations, your thoughts? What are you seeing
1: out there in the wild as far as cloud migrations and and where people are screwing it up? There's a myriad of places they could screw it up. But Primarily what I see is even, even at the beginning of the negotiation of the contract of who actually owns the security and what. There's a misconception out there, and hopefully it's going away to a certain extent, but that automatically by moving things to the cloud, I'm safe. And that the cloud provider will take care of all my security, will take care of all my thing, all my requirements, all my, you know, pass, pass it, password, excuse me, um, all my patching, you know, that sort of thing. And that is not the case. Um, depending on the level of cloud service that you have, um, you know there there is some of that. But if you know you're just buying, you know, for lack of a better term, bare steel in the cloud, and then you're putting your infrastructure on it, that's all you, right? They'll take care of the you know part of it, but you know you have to still maintain uh, a lot of your security measures and, and your patching and everything else. So it's, it's a matter of you know being sure from the beginning what you're getting. And I, and I think that's just, you know, we can start with step one and then, you know, it goes from there.
2: Exactly. I think you mentioned, I think you mentioned it you know, on the net when you said that they take care of requirements for you. That's, that should be, right, the first step, right? We talked about diagrams um, a couple episodes ago. And, you know, this stuff, the stuff that you're trying to migrate, you should have diagrams on and you should certainly have requirements um, um, kind of measured out, fully measured out so that you understand what it is you're trying to accomplish once you get your technologies in the cloud. And and make sure that what service levels that you've committed to from a price perspective are going to meet those those requirements, right? I mean, that's just like you said, that's that's rule number one. And I think there's a lot of assumptions, like oh, we can just deploy this. And we test a lot of customers um, from a technical assessment perspective that have you know had vulnerabilities that were closed on prem, and then when they migrated, some of those changes didn't follow. And so because it's in their process as a mature organization to include pen tests upon changes, we were able to identify those weaknesses were now kind of showing up again. And so they they realized, um, you know, that, 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 you know, just moving your code up there isn't going to also take all the nice configs that you've done and uh, in place, you know, behind application firewall profiles that you may have that that aren't consistent in AWS or Azure or someplace else off there. It doesn't matter. Um, so that requirements on what you have the day, understanding
1: what you have the day and how that's going to translate is critical, critical yeah. stuff. The other thing that, that comes to mind too is that, you know, monitoring and reporting and auditing and logging, um, that's an add-on in a lot of cloud services. That's not an automatic, right? They're going to take care of, you know, the perimeter and they're, you know, they're going to take care of their piece. But monitoring your application, that's up to you. You have to be able to configure that that piece, you know, configure the alerts. You have to configure the process. You have to configure, you know, all of that sort of thing, and add those pieces into the system. Um, just because an application sits in the cloud doesn't mean Amazon or Azure or Google or you know whoever is taking care of it for you. Um, and and so that yeah, that's the next step down the road is that people forget that they have to actually add those pieces in. Um, it's just yeah, a they do. Of security. Yeah, and uh, um, you know, and and code. Yeah. I mean, code doesn't necessarily work the same in the cloud as it does on prem either, right? I mean, don't we see differences in that as well?
2: Always, always. Um, there's there's a lot of tweaking that needs to be done um, for you know changing some of this, right? It's not a it's not a simple just a you know um, copy pasta, right? If you yeah. if you will, um, there's there's some things there that you have to do, and again, if you don't understand what your what your what your infrastructure looks like today, it makes it. Uh, more difficult challenge I think to to make that smooth transition and like we keep saying right there's a lot of things that that I think organizations assume that is going to just be included in the package and it may be right some things may be included that doesn't mean you don't need to go in and configure the settings so you know cloud doesn't mean hands off you know what I mean there's still you know through the snap ins and everything else there's still management you need to perform and you know us engineers had a saying back in the day called RTFM and I'm not going to for those that know, no. But in any case, right? They have best practice guides that I think a lot of a lot of um, technologists refuse to read um, or research. So do your homework because um, all these all these vendors they put out a, a best practices to cybersecurity, and and in that as a checklist, um, a lot of them call it that, right? And you'll be able to go through that and find um, you know what it is that you need to do and how you need to go through that. And, you know it, what I think is interesting is is to bring up one and again that you know I I don't really like to talk about the the brands but it, you know if you look at AWS security checklist which I think is pretty funny they talk about making sure that you have an incident response plan and making sure that you're you're making run books and stuff so they're they're like look we're not gonna do this for you like right. these are things you know it's almost like they don't put don't iron clothes while on body have you ever noticed that on I don't know how many <laughs> people iron anymore right but <laughs> <For> us <laughs> military folk like we We know what it's like to iron, right? So, you know, that sticker was on the iron, right? It's like, (laughs) somebody (laughs) did that. And so, you know, in the beginning, AWS didn't have the security checklist, but everybody was getting hacked and they're like, well, why aren't you guys? And they're like, what do you mean? Like that was in the terms of service. Like you're supposed to read that part anyway. So they've made a checklist now so that you can consume it and understand what, what things you need to have in place to better, better reduce the risk you're going to have while, while performing and and conducting activities with your technologies and, and business software in these environments, super critical to read this document.
1: Yeah, just can't, that's an
2: excellent yeah. Can't enforce that enough. Like read, read the manual. <laughs> it's there for you. Right. I mean, if we put it on Wikipedia, more people would read it, but because you got to go dig for it on, you know, wherever it makes it like so much harder to understand. But uh, you know, when we, when we, um, you know, we've been asked recently to do a lot of these reviews, and you know, here's the thing: is that everybody has a, a way that they're going to deploy these um, these technologies and in, in these in these online you know online vendors. And so the the best thing that we do as well to practice this is with our customers that we're taking care of is that we we read the manuals right, right? and we and we look at the consoles and 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 scroll through the settings and kind of evaluate what opportunities we have in the licensing kit that's given to the organizations? like we have, like go in there and look, you know? I mean, like what options do you have? Yeah, you've got some logging capabilities, but you've got to enable some other things. And like you said, Mike, some things you have to pay for like that really good telemetry that they have for uh, right. the compliance uh, area is, you know, that might be an, uh, an additional add-on you might want to pay for, right? So um, you want to look at that, but you may also, if you get a tour of it as an example or tour of some of these capabilities, um, with the reps, then you may be surprised or watch some videos, right? Or you may be surprised at the um, the capabilities you get. Um, but if you don't do that research and understanding requirements, it's just gonna be a big headache for you. Um
1: well, I was gonna say I think the value of the cloud is that it enables you to do whatever you want. The problem is it enables you to do whatever you want. There's no there's no hard <laughs> rails, right? Touche, so, absolutely yeah. <laughs> so um yeah I mean that's 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 a big That's a big concern right there. I mean, and and people don't read the manual and a lot of times these migrations are done out of desperation because we're cutting staff, we need to migrate everything in cloud because there's a financial, there's a belief in the financial offices that we're going to save all this money, you know, X percent. In reality, by doing it in a hurry, you're creating issues where you have 400% increase in incidents because you haven't taken the due diligence and due care. Cloud migration is not a thirty-day migration. It is a well-planned out twelve to eighteen-month migration if you're moving your entire infrastructure, and to do it while cutting staff—that's just you know not a good idea.
2: Yeah, no, you you, you nailed it, Mike. It's it's it, here's the thing: is it's cheaper to a lot of a lot of individuals say it's cheaper, especially in something like COVID, right, where we have a remote workforce. And It's like, oh, we got metal. Um, we've got to buy VPN now to access the stuff and, you know, it makes it more complicated, more expensive. It's probably in those cases, cheaper to migrate things to the cloud and then just have everybody access it through the portal. You know what I mean? And then there's no, you know, so there's no need to, to manage more infrastructure devices. Right. And so it's the perfect storm and that remote that, like you said, at haste, like, what are we going to do? We don't have, you know, X amount of dollars to spend on these updated VPN licenses and, and to get everybody, you know, updated on this. Let's, to move this stuff to the cloud
0: right yeah let's say i'm a a business leader that just went through kind of a hasty cloud migration so to speak and i want to understand where i stand in terms of security with this migration in this new environment what recommendations would you give to me and or somebody in that situation First off, you don't come on the show and ask questions like that, and that, random stranger. You have
2: to approach us the appropriate manner. And second, did you do your diagrams? That's what I'm going to ask you. I did my diagrams.
0: I did my diagrams. I did. They're in crayon on a napkin, but I I did my diagrams. I'm not here to judge. Hey, the muffler works. You know,
2: I'm 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 just checking to make sure the smog system works. I don't care what color your car is or if the door handle's there. I, you know what I mean? Hey, that's fine if it's it's there. We've got a If we have a detailed understanding of what you're of what your uh, migration looks like, then, you know, that's step one, right? And step two is that, have you read the manual? Did you read the manual? Did you, did you read the best practices for, for your deployment? Well, I was hoping you guys would do that. Well, I mean, for we me. can, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. We can do that for you. Did you walk down your global admin for that? Did you give everybody just administrative access? So that we well, didn't, working. We're working so you on didn't that. have to figure out how to, for the identity access management. Okay, There's a lot of questions, right? But, a lot of these questions I think I could just, you know, pass off. We could save some time. I could just I could just pass you this um this checklist
0: here you can you can read it. it so look through the checklist. What about pen through testing? That's always a smart idea.
2: Mike, I don't know, what do you think? Should should we oh. should we pen I mean he just interrupted our show and started talking <laughs> about
1: what advice would we give him? I mean I don't know. Yeah, I think the first thing is a pen test, but the also the other thing that you need to look at is the process of procedures, right? Have you uh translated your processes that are an internal for your bare metal to um cloud processes you know yeah did so you uh, yeah did you did you do that
2: what? well i'll have to check yeah okay that's fine get back to make sure you save that napkin don't care if it's got a drink stain on it
0: <laughs> well thank you guys it's like for the dirty games. olives <laughs>
2: Thirty dollars <laughs> in <with> cigars. <laughs> well,
0: we we laugh, but this is this is a conversation. Of course, we have regularly, right, with yeah. organizations that just need Not the no guidance. Course. They need it's the same, but yeah. right. We're uh, maybe inflating it a bit, but um, but yeah, yeah no no, all good <laughs> I'm <institutions. laughs> oh, sorry. What was that? Yeah, we, no, we
2: certainly don't approach
0: clients in the same manner. I
2: just you know quit. We're, we're <laughs> sort of more professional. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's oh, good. that's the point of podcasting, it's
0: all, right? It's all good fun. Um, yeah, no, we get you know we get a lot of lot of questions. I would try to bring those bring those scenarios up in kind of the the, the worst case scenario, right? And uh, hopefully, um, you know, the the listeners out there are in, a, in a better spot, right? But we can always learn from these situations that uh, can and will happen. Um, but we are coming up on time. Any final thoughts, ideas? Words of wisdom to share. Yeah, remember, don't forget. And
1: read the manual, read the manual, read the manual. Uh, anything that is worth doing is worth doing slowly and properly. Um, don't rush when you're getting into this stuff. There are emergencies, acting in, an emergent, acting in a matter that you see as an emergency without careful consideration of all the response or all the risks will create problems in the long term. So
0: very well yes, said. Very well said. And I'm sorry for interrupting your show, Laurel. <laughs> That's why I don't know who you one. are still. What, who are you? Get it won't out of won't happen Zach. again. I promise. Zach, who's uh, this person? <laughs> I'm just calling in, just a, a random call in, asking asking questions. But uh, well, thank you. First time caller. First time caller. First time caller. Do I win anything? Do I get some? Was I like the hundredth caller? you didn't use
1: the that pays so i'm sorry uh,
2: hey look you um, got your crayons and your napkin with the drink stain and the diagram that's
0: all you get and you some free advice there you go well, thank you and thank you everyone for listening hope you enjoyed the show hope you found some uh, information that was valuable and uh, if you did go ahead and give us a rating or subscribe to the channel and uh, we'd love to hear your comments uh feedback ideas for future episodes Thanks a lot and have a great day. Pick up your copy of the Cyber Rants book on Amazon today. And if you're looking to take your cybersecurity program to the next level, visit us online at www.silentsector.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Cyber Rants podcast.